Welcome to What the Fun Podcast with Kimmy, Kisa, and Renee. Glad you can join us as we explore all aspects of entertainment and current events with industry professionals, friends, and us. Welcome. Here we are, episode 11. One more episode away before we wrap up season one. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Excuse my dog. My dog is a little hyper at the moment. So you might hear some barking in the background. <laughs> but, you know, that's a common trend in our, on our show. We always have these little um, distractions such as our pets or um, our significant others, whichever gets in the way. It's okay because, you know, that's a part of our show. So, you know, <laughs> I've attempted, I've attempted to take up crafting, but, um, just for some reason, but like what kind of crafting? Though? I was trying to knit a little cheeseburger. I got this little kit. It's, um, it's a knitting kit and you can make a cheeseburger, a muffin, a cake. It's like a little food kit that you can crochet a little cheeseburger. But I've come to the realization that crafting is not my thing. Like, I am so bad at these things, but I'm going to try to make it happen and um, hopefully it goes well. And I will share on our webpage <laughs> or on our Facebook page the uh, results of this little cheeseburger I'm trying to make. So, is it crocheting or knitting? Oh, I get crochet. Wait, crochet. Crocheting with the hook? Yeah, with the like, hook. Just, yes, yeah. Yes. Crochet. Okay, crochet. See, I don't even know the different types of, I just knit, <laughs> knit away. I don't know, crochet. But um, I know you ladies have been doing some crafty stuff because that's what's inspired. That, that That's what inspired me to try to take on something because I know you ladies have been doing stuff. And so I kind of felt a little left out and I, <laughs> I busted open that little food <laughs> crocheting kit. Yeah, I craft all the time. I have, I just, well, right now I'm working on cleaning my house getting my house in order because we bought our house two years ago and we, you know, did a remodel upstairs, but we just never got it situated. So now, you know, I'm just like here organizing my house and I was just cleaning out my, my craft drawer. I had so, so much yarn from knitting projects. I taught myself to crochet at the beginning of quarantine. I may have to borrow some of that um, yarn in case I butcher the burger. I have burger. a lot. <laughs> I have a lot of yarn, so just let me know. And hey, listen, if I do well with this little cheeseburger, I'm going to put it up for sale and I'll start knitting a bunch of burgers. <laughs> <laughs> you should do a little filet of fishes <gasps> Nay! Yes! Oh my gosh! I would buy one. Okay. That's that's the plan. I'm gonna make a bunch of filet fish. Good idea, Renee. Thank you. Thank you. Little buns. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then I want all of our followers to order the little filet fish sandwich from me and take a picture of it. Yeah. <laughs> Renee, what, um, have you been, what share share with us what you've been working on? I know you've been doing some stuff too. I have. Uh, because of work, I forgot that I like doing a lot of things. But now that I don't have to work. Um, it's been great. So I just rediscovered painting and I started doing some more watercolors, mainly watercolor. I do acrylic as well, but mainly watercolor. So I started doing these little postcards and I mail them out. So I'll create something and then I just mail it out. 
I let the postcard speak to me and then I'm like, oh, this person is for this person once it's done, not prior to. Because <laughs> I don't really know. I just like drive and I look at it and I'm like, oh, this one's for Kisa. I haven't found one for you yet. Um, <laughs> or like for Kimmy. So I've been doing watercolors and I've been trying to clean my house and then doing some frames and whatever I could get my hands on. It's just a nice way of like getting in touch with all that. It's been fun. I mean, this is the time to do it. Like we haven't really had that time to work in our, on our homes or, you know, explore other interests. Um, at least you're trying something new, Kimmy. Even I if you have know. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's gonna look like a coaster. That's what it is. Oh, no, no, not a toaster. A coaster. <laughs> it's a coaster. It's like a coaster. <laughs> oh my God. so like ladies since our other episode with abel um you know with the whole makeup thing i've been dabbling on experimenting with beauty um mm-hmm. tutorials especially on youtube i've been itching to do like classic um makeup styles like of like the 1940s and 50s with just the simplicity of makeup application back then where like today it's so intense with like contouring but like it is so intense so intense that it's ridiculous with all the layers that these ladies put on and i you know i'm guilty of contouring here and there but like back then in the 40s 50s it was simple it was like a little bit of blush lipstick you know eyeliner and um a little bit of eyeshadow but you know you never had to worry so much about contouring or highlighting to where it's like oh girl but um i've been enjoying these little tutorials and just learning how to do like a really nice eyeliner wing Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so that's something that i've been dabbling on it's just like playing around with beauty stuff i think that's your interest i think it is is, (laughs) there's two things that i think are your interest one of them is makeup Uh (laughs) uh-huh makeup photography and then the third thing is socializing so i don't know how you're doing that because <laughs> i think socializing is is your craft <laughs> you play with and then um luckily you went back to work so like <laughs> you get to socialize there enough but uh, oh boy but, but yeah i think that makeup is your thing yeah, I think makeup is more of my calling. I mean, I, I still want to like try new things. So that's why crochet was something I want to dabble in. Only because you ladies are so talented in crafting things. Whether if it is, you know, um, uh, re- redoing something like that drawer, that um, that dresser that Kisa shared. Oh my gosh, it looked amazing. And then that little frame, Renee, that you put together with a little for the coffee. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that frame that you can put at a coffee bar. I mean... As cute and simple as it looks for me, that's like, uh, that seems a little too difficult, but I'm not creative like that. (laughs) It's really not that hard. You just need probably just somebody to be there to help you out. It's really not that difficult. That's That's part of it too, is that you need that that social engagement with a human. (laughs) You're through it. I feel you. 
I think we three bring balance because where I could learn crafty stuff, I could teach you all some beauty and eyebrow techniques. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you've talked about eyebrow techniques. <laughs> I'll be honest though, I miss wearing lipstick. Yeah. I it, this last couple of weeks, I've been like, well, I want to wear lipstick again. You know what I mean? And because mm -hmm. that's the only thing I would wear, I wouldn't put anything else on because I. I grow up my eyes all the time, so what's the point of putting on eyeshadow? I don't, I don't know anything about matching my skin to any foundation. Plus, <laughs> um, I get these little things like my pores get clogged up, so and I'm like, I don't deal with that. And then you know, walking around with this big ward on my face because I didn't know how to clean my face after putting on makeup. No, <laughs> but like lipstick, that was the thing for me. And like I've been walking around the house with. <laughs> it's really dark. My freaking pajama pants and t-shirt. Well, I don't care. <laughs> yeah, why not? Oh, and also, I've been dabbling on false lashes because that was a thing back in the forties and fifties. And I don't normally wear false lashes, but I really like it. I think it's really, really cool. But I think I've been putting too much glue, eyelash um, adhesive. Because the following day, I thought I washed off all my eye makeup and everything. And um, I've been wearing makeup to work here and there. But, you know, with the whole face covering, it kind of defeats the purpose of wearing makeup. Except for your beautiful eyes are like shown. That's why I was wearing the false lashes so I can bat my eyes, you know, with my mask on. But um, <laughs> I thought I washed off everything. And I was talking to somebody and they were like, you got something on your eyes. And I'm like, what? And Oh my gosh, it was like a clump of adhesive that was still there. <laughs> and I they totally thought it was eye boogers. It looked like eye boogers. Oh my gosh. I didn't know that um it was still kicking it. It was still there. So just yeah. <laughs> for those ladies who I mean, I'm preaching to the choir for those who are pros at wearing um false lashes, but dang, I didn't know that. So ladies, if you decide to wear false lashes. <laughs> Just uh, make sure you clean thoroughly because you might have eye boogers the following morning like I did. And I'm not about to be looking like a fool out there with eye boogers. So anyway. <laughs> Buy good cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. It's just by a good cleanser. So there's a lot of things that have happened during COVID. We've rediscovered crafting, um, DIY projects, cooking. We've talked about that. We've done this beautiful podcast. And here we are like at the 11th episode. So mm -hmm. we're one episode shy, like you stated at the beginning from our the end of our first season. And yeah, it's been crazy. Five and a half months. Five and a half mm -hmm. months. And like episodes. socially and culturally, a lot of things have happened in the past five and a half months. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Many indeed. Many of which we have not discussed on this <laughs> And I'm grateful for that in many ways. Yes. But in this particular podcast that we're talking, uh, the person we're talking with today, she's a podcaster. So that's what's great. We get to talk to a podcaster about podcasts on a podcast that's our podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well put. Well put. I like that. But Shannon, you know, she has her own podcast and she's out there. She's doing her own thing. She's a she's a one woman show. She is. She is. In life. She, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. She is quite the um, I mean, this is her hustle. You know, we talked about Aureli and Laura's hustle. This is her hustle. So she is not one to, you know, be messed with because she will she will bite you. Yeah, she definitely is doing her own thing. She is producing her own stuff. She is, you know, recording and editing and doing all that stuff. And it's a she's killing show. it. And she talks about relevant things, right, in, on her podcast. It's mainly about travel, beauty, and uh, culture. And we're going to be able to talk to her about her inspiration for all of that during this particular episode. Um, but Kimmy, share with us how you know Queen Shan Shan, because you're the one who introduced her to us. Yeah, uh, well... Her brother is actually my best friend. And so I got to know Shannon through him and, um, you know, just hearing about her, you know, just made me so intrigued, you know, with her lifestyle, like what she loves doing, which is traveling, trying a lot of um, different types of food, fashion. I mean, she's got wigs wigs that will last for days and every day is a new hairstyle. She's got quite the makeup collection. If you ever follow her on her Instagram page, like her personal page, she will share with you like everything that's in her um, makeup collection, wig collection, everything, anything. So I I can see why she put um, that podcast show together because of just, you know, all the stuff that she loves doing. And so, yeah, I, I really do enjoy um, hearing her stories from her brother and now getting to know her. She's, she's pretty cool. I like her. <laughs> yeah. She's yeah. Cool. She's good to chat with. So. so let's do it. All right. Well, joining us today is the founder and CEO of A Broad Production. She's also the host of the popular podcast show, A Broadcast Podcast. Woo, that's quite the word. A Broadcast Podcast. She's traveled all over the world, (laughs) sharing her experiences, visions, and a broad perspective with the world, focusing on travel, food, beauty, and culture. Please welcome to our show, this powerhouse diva and fellow podcaster, Shannon Langhorn, also known as Queen Shan Chan. Yay! Yay! Thank you so much for joining us. We're so excited to have you here at What the Fun! (laughs) (laughs) The Queen has arrived, everybody. Yes, Yes, you have. Look at my fan over here. Hello. Yes. Oh, that's what we need. We, we need, need one of those. She is she is color coordinated today because I mean like the color scheme, everything is just all all on point. She's got this beautiful curly flow of purple hair with a purple hand fan and a beautiful perfect floral decor behind her with pink, red and purple. That's right, honey. We coordinate over here. We have to. She don't mess around. She don't mess around. Even if I'm by myself, I have to look fabulous. Yes. (laughs) Girls, thank you for having me. We're excited to have you. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Yay. I'm so excited. Thank you. So tell us, Queen Shan Shan. We're going to just jump right into it. Tell us about your podcast, a broadcast podcast. And tell us how it got started and why you created it and all the backstory. Well, um, I am an avid traveler now. And um, my friends, we were literally at dinner here in my house two years ago. And 
my friends Devin and Danny were here and we were, I was talking about me starting a podcast and I was like, I really wish I could really get a catchy name for my, my show. And Danny said, you know what? You travel abroad, you have a broad opinions and you know, the word broad back in the day was a little derogatory to, towards women, but it also meant this broad had an opinion. This broad was independent. This broad mm. was going. I'm like, oh my God. So we literally thought of the name right there here at dinner and this dinner table where we're at right now and said, why don't we call it a broadcast and then a broadcast podcast because it encompasses so many definitions into who I am and to what I want to convey and what I want to talk about. And that's about travel, food, beauty, and culture. That's perfect. Perfect title. I, I, I got it right away. As soon as yep, Kimmy here. told us, I was like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> totally brilliant. So brilliant. I love that. Thank yeah. you. Thank and, you. And I was, um, I was listening to your podcast the other day and you just, I love that you just like to talk about anything and everything. And you. your main focus is um, on beauty and culture and travel. Um, but I just love that you just like leave it open-ended to just like see, see where it takes you. And I love yes. that about your podcast. Sometimes the people that I have on the, ca- on the podcast, we were, we were supposed to talk about a specific thing and we talk about that specific thing or topic for five minutes and then, you know, if you listen to the shows, it goes into something completely different. And yeah. I'm like, this is how I am as a person anyway, because not like I, you know, have attention deficit disorder or anything like that, but it's like, there's so many things <laughs> to talk about in the world. And you talk about one subject, then it revolves into something else. And that's why I'd like, if I ever have a show, hi, Oprah, are you listening? Oprah, Gail. You know, anyone out there, if you're listening to the show, I would love to have a topic or a topical show like what I'm doing for the podcast where it's not really regimented or scripted, mm-hmm. where I'm having my lover, Justin Timberlake, on the show. And we're talking about, you know, the days of NSYNC and, you know, when he, when he made the huge mistake <laughs> of getting married and, you know. <laughs> so where, where are you at with your followers? How many followers do you have to date? I have over 9,000 listeners globally. Wow. And when did you, and how long have you been, um, how long have you had this podcast show? Only for a year and a half. Good year heavens, sister. Yeah. That is awesome. Congratulations. Yeah. Now, how, yeah. did you, how, did, how did you get 9,000 in one year? What, what is your shtick? What are you doing? Well, I, you know, it's all about knowing who can be on the show to graduate and also encompass an audience. So all of my guests, not all of them, I should say, no, that's a lie. A good three quarters of my guests had an internet following, had a social media following. When they were on the show, <laughs> um, we make an agreement um, that we are in a partnership in terms of marketing and cross-promotion. Cross mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. I have a guest here, um, I email them the form and say, you agree to so-and-so and so-and-so. Obviously, I'm not paying you. You're not getting paid in composition. I own the the rights to the show. I own the rights to this recording. That's all laid mm-hmm. out into this one page agreement. And it also says that you agree to help market. So when the pop, when the podcasts are live or the YouTubes are live or, you know, I, I market on real quick, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, um, Stitcher, and um, iHeart, um, I, 
radio, radio.com. So with that mm-hmm. being said, they already have their their cross promotion companies too. So when you have a brand new episode, they market it as well. Now, when I'm not a, a podcaster where I have a million followers yet, when, you know, I'm not mm-hmm. getting monetized yet. So I'm still at a level, most of these podcasts, like I can't speak about Podbean, but I know with iHeartRadio and iTunes and also Lisbon, you have to have like over 25,000 or more f- listeners to start getting monetized. Mm-hmm. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's the next goal is to actually get paid for you guys for, for listening to my show and getting more sponsors. When I did mm-hmm. start the show, I did have 11 sponsors on the show. And how do you go about getting sponsors? What was your journey with that? I was lucky with the connections of friends that I had who are business owners. Mm-hmm. And I reached out to them when I first started. Um, my friend, my good friend, Michelle, he actually signed a whole year contract to be a sponsor last year and was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and we settled on a, a certain amount of money that he was going to pay me each month. And we would actually, me and Devin, who used to be my, my podcast producer, we'd make these hilarious commercials about mm-hmm. the restaurant. And I had my nail lady. I had my eyebrow lady be um, my sponsor. So I just <laughs> dug in my own pocket to who? Pizza, oh, your eyebrow lady. No, no, no. Renee, your eyebrow lady. <laughs> I had to get my nail lady. <laughs> your nail lady. Yes, honey. They, and they, they got great advertising. They got customers. They got mm-hmm. clients from my podcast because people listened to it. And people who were obviously here in Los Angeles called them for their mm-hmm. services. So that's mm-hmm. a good way to get your sponsors is to look into your own backyard and see mm-hmm. who can help market because it's all it's all about a give and take situation. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I scratch mm-hmm. your back, you scratch my back. What can we both get out of this? Correct. Yeah. How do you um, how do you identify which guests to bring on board? Because for our show, we've brought in a lot mm-hmm. of um, you know professionals from the entertainment industry, and so how do you identify your guests to invite to your show? A lot of my guests were personal friends of mine. Mm-hmm. I'm very blessed with a huge circle of friends. I would say, again, maybe three quarters or less were all people I personally knew. From Billy Francesca, he is the queen MC of of West Hollywood. I was Mm -hmm. so honored to have him as my guest, and he's absolutely hysterical. I had Jamal Sims, world-known choreographer who I went to school with, and also my junior high, who's been the ultimate Who's RuPaul's Drag Race number one choreographer. He was a choreographer of Aladdin last year. Um, he was in Descendants. He's in, his, his first gig was with Michael Jackson's Remember Me video with Eddie Murphy and Naomi Campbell. I mean, this man has an extensive amount of, of accolades and he was on my show. I knew him mm-hmm. from a million years ago. So just um, again, for people who are starting their podcast in the terms of the topics they want to talk about, reach in your pocket, reach in your backyard, because you'd really be surprised at who you know or who they know. Mm-hmm. And it was really easy. People like to talk about themselves. Trust. <laughs> they love to talk about themselves. So <laughs> and I'm in my dining room. The studio's in my dining room, literally right here. So we always had a very comfortable setting. This is again, pre-COVID. So Anybody can come over to my home and have the interview and we'd have drinks, we'd have dinner, we'd have snacks, and then I'd get uncomfortable and then we'd talk away. So I love that. Yeah. So it's been a very, very good experience. Yeah. Okay. So with your podcast being about travel, beauty, food, and culture, what were the influences or interests that inspired you to discuss that on your podcast show? 
I wanted to be a history teacher because I love history, um, which again, which is why I love to travel because I love to go to Italy and I love to go to all these old civilizations that mm-hmm. are longer than the USA. Trust, the USA is only a, a very young country. Really, here, a very young country. Mm-hmm. Very young country. So when you're going to Egypt and Italy and Spain, um, um, uh, Croatia and, and Slovenia, that's marked out for 4,000 years ago. My, you know, it, it, that's the drive of where I wanted to start with traveling. So mm-hmm. cut to after graduating from college, I started to be in real estate in San Diego, did very well in that in real estate here in Los Angeles because I wanted to start pursuing my acting and, and singing career. But acting doesn't pay the money unless you are discovered, right? So mm-hmm. I love money. I'm sorry, I don't know about anybody else, but I like money <laughs> and I wanted to pay my bills. And so I was in a commercial real estate and that, and when the market took a dump, I started to be a, um, an insurance broker in 2008 and I, and I flourished. With that being said, I had a, a ma- amazing mastermind group with a bunch of very entrepreneurial women. And that group we met once a month and we talked about setting goals, making sure our intentions were straight and manifesting um, the reality of those goals. And one of those realities for me was to travel all over the world. You have to make money to travel. So when I started making this natural amount of income, my first trip was to Spain and Portugal. Mm-hmm. And that was 2013. So that was seven years ago. So there's still a lot for me to see. And I would love to, I'd love to share my experiences with other people and encourage them what to do and where to go when they want to go travel abroad. Mm-hmm. From this broad. From this broad. I love that. Well, tell us, tell me about um, how you kind of adapt to the culture to wherever you are abroad. Because that's one thing that when I travel is that I really love just kind of like immersing myself in in that culture, wherever I am. Even if I'm in another state in the US, it's you know, it's very different on the East Coast than it is in here in LA. So yes, it's it just like I really I love um learning all about that culture. And I think it's really important for people to see that the USA is not the only country out there. <laughs> so, <laughs> As a black woman, you know, of size, um, there is a little bit of hesitation in terms of going to certain countries that you don't know if you're going to be accepted. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. If you're a woman of color, Italy is where it's at. I'm telling you, honey, the men <laughs> love us. They love us. Um, <laughs> The men, the Portuguese men love us colors, honey. They love the colors. Um, <laughs> people in um, um, France, I mean, the, I should say Southern France was super duper accepting. Um, mm-hmm. Mexico, of course, Jamaica, of course, Costa Rica, mm-hmm. ridiculously accepting. Um, uh, there are certain countries, I'm not going to name them, but there are some, some countries that I, that I didn't feel truly welcomed. But I let that go because I still wanted to see the scenery and the architecture and the history. When it comes to adapting and realizing where you are, you're in a different place, a different different space and a different time. I'm able to just imagine myself being where, where Michelangelo painted the Sistine Chapel. So it was it was um, just an education. You're going to, you want to get your education and you learn so many so many languages and you learn from people. I've met so many good, good friends on my travels. Mm-hmm. 
And as a single yeah. woman, that's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I want to know, because I'm not into like makeup, like, okay, let me tell you, we did a little photo shoot. You're beautiful. You're gorgeous. I would Thank love to you. do your makeup. I like, I, I know how to do it. I just never put it on. Like I was telling Renee, she was over at my house. Um, this was a few months ago when we were doing photos for our podcast and I did an event. This was at the event back in February and my makeup was still in that bag and Renee was at my house in <laughs> what, April. It was like April. <laughs> <laughs> So there we go. There you go. There you go. (laughs) But I was curious. I mean, just being a black female, like I think part of why I like I used to really love makeup when I was in high school because it just is like fun and you can, you know, wear all sorts of colors. Now I just feel like I'm like too busy and I just never want to do it. But um, when I when I buy makeup, especially because of my skin tone, it's lighter. I feel like I'm I always have a hard time finding my correct shade. Do you feel like there's more options now for people of color? Absolutely. Yeah. Even Kim's nodding. Yes. Jimmy's saying yes. Yeah. When I was over at the mall, because I had to go buy more um, uh, studio fix from Mac. Gosh, just the color scheme for all different tones from, you know, from the fair to tan to dark skin. My gosh, there's like multiple levels of dark skin color. I mean, yeah. dang. So to answer your question, yes. A yeah. wide variety. And it still can be improved. You know who set it off? Miss Rihanna with her Fenty beauty mm-hmm. line. She set it mm-hmm. off three years ago and it shook the beauty community, which shouldn't have shook the beauty community in the first place. Statistics have shown women of color are the ones who buy makeup the most. Yeah, yeah. they you it's about like getting it all done and looking really good. We want to look fabulous. Yep. And yes. why women of color? Because maybe this this the systemic systemic racism that we're dealing with. We we mm. we've been put down as women of color when we were younger. We felt less than and we feel that mm. makeup is the step to make us look pretty. I don't know. I'm not a psychologist that there's a lot of mental and emotional stuff behind why we like to wear our wigs, why we like to do our hair, why we like to get our nails done, why we like to get our face done. There's a lot of things that stem from how we were treated when we were younger. Um, yeah. But yeah, Fenty Beauty set the world on fire when she had 64 shades foundation, which was really has never been done. And it's shameful mm-hmm. in 2017 when she introduced her line that it took... 2017 for all these huge makeup companies like you know Estee Lauder who owns all kinds of the people all kinds of all kinds of makeup companies under that umbrella that it shook the makeup company said oh we do need to um um, market to the black community the Hispanic community the Middle Eastern community the Asian Mm -hmm. community these women and men Mm -hmm. women and men like and men yes honey the men makeup community, oh my goodness, they slay these makeup. I mean, their makeup looks oh, flawless. Sickening. 
I'm jealous. Their eyebrows alone, okay? Men's eyebrows alone are better looking than my eyebrows, <laughs> and that's a problem. <laughs> they have the contour. They have. I'm just like, how do you? How do you do this? <laughs> and they have it slayed for your life. I'm like, I am so jealous. Was your mom also an inspiration to you uh, growing up for like in regards to fashion and your interest in that? She still is. I mean, Kimmy can attest to this. <laughs> she still is, right? My mom is a fashionista. She's mm. 79 years old, still wearing six inch heels. Her mom yes. is a goddess. I mean, I'm telling you straight up that that lady can dress to the nines. Yeah, no, she she's a beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. I get a lot of inspiration from my mother. So you, when you see me donned up, it's because it's my mom. You know, my mom's a beautiful mm-hmm. woman. Um, and, um, she's, she, she's given me a lot of inspiration and how I carry myself because as a child, she made sure she said, you know, she's always make sure your nose looks like a palace, not a cave. Hygiene was a must in our family and it still holds true that yeah. the, 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 uh, the habits that me and family today in terms of we, you know, back in the day, we couldn't go downstairs until we took baths and, clean, and brushed our teeth and cleared our ears. And to this day, I carry on that same tradition. I do not walk out of the store, even through COVID. I do not walk out of the store. I do not sit in front of the computer until I've taken my shower and brushed my teeth and cleaned my ears. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't do too well in that household. I wouldn't do too well in that household. Because <laughs> um, during COVID, my justification was I'm just trying to save money here with water. That's why I didn't bathe for five days. <laughs> but I can I can attest to um, the hygiene thing with because you know Theron, Theron. So her brother Theron is my best friend. He's like my brother, and um, every time that we go on this little trip. Theron is very precise with how he gets ready. He irons his jeans. He irons his T-shirt. Everything is like all crisp and perfectly laid out. So I can see how (laughs) that's been instilled in both of you. (laughs) You know what I I really love about you, Shannon, is Mm -hmm. that um, you are just so present in, in in your life. And I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with. I know that like I was listening to Oprah Super Soul and it was in her intro when she said taking time to be more fully present that that was when I was like, is that a thing? Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> like I work in entertainment and I get to do really amazing events and and I would literally sit at these events with these A-list celebrities and be thinking about what I'm doing tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, no. You don't get to see Chris Hemsworth every single day. Like you, you need to oh be here. God. I saw him every <laughs> single day. Oh my God. He is gorgeous, gorgeous. If I saw him every single day, I would be on time to work. If I saw him every single day, I'd always be there way beforehand, ready to clock in. That's for sure. You want me to work overtime? You got it. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. But I love that about you. I love that you, you and and that's and that's like the intention that you've set for yourself, mm-hmm. you know? Like Thank this is you. what I want to do. So I love that. Well, I do, yeah. you know, the only thing the only thing phony about me is my wigs and my and my nails. 
You know, nothing <laughs> funny about me. Everything else is 100% authentic, authentic and real. You know, you're going to get the ugly Shannon because Shannon ain't perfect, honey. I get in my moods and I have my opinions and I, 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 um, I, I, I'm very stubborn. You know, the, mm-hmm. we, our family is incredible. My mom's stubborn. I'm stubborn. My brother's stu- stubborn. My dad's stubborn. That's just, mm-hmm. that's a, uh, um, I don't know if it's a, a fallacy, a fault. That's just how we were, you know, we're made up. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm also, I'm a good listener and I, I, I'm a good friend. And um, we sometimes uh, women and women of color, white women, I don't care who you are, but women, we are providers we are the ones that listen and put in and make sure that our friends are okay. Our children are okay. And we always mm-hmm. put ourselves in the back and that's mm-hmm. not right. We should always put ourselves in the forefront so we can take care of the people we love in a better situation. Mm-hmm. I rather, I rather, um, I be the woman to be strong for you and I can cry with you and share my experiences that I had a bad day or I had a good day um, uh, this this particular policy didn't go through or it did go through. And at the same time, we want to hear about your day too. So when I go travel um, to be a Black woman with a voice, mm-hmm. that's sometimes intimidating to some. But you know what? I may be single for the rest of my life because of that too. And that's fine too. That's fine. Mm-hmm. I've had my, I've had my trust. Were you always able to uh, use your voice or did you, was that something that you had to learn? I had to learn, you know, mm-hmm. I was a chubby girl when I was in high school and I was, I was, I still had a lot of friends, but you know, I was bullied a little bit. I was bullied a little bit. There's one girl, I never remember, I will never forget her name, Kathy Anderson. Yes, Kathy, are you hearing me? Are you listening? <laughs> Kathy Anderson from Alpha Loma. Um, <laughs> I'm calling her name out. I'm calling her name out. Um, but she was a bully, not just to me, but to a lot of girls who were chubby. And I just mm-hmm. remember her making fun of me and I remember cowering. I was in class, a few classes with her in high school and I was never really a shy person, but I was shy when I saw her in the corner of the mm-hmm. school. Mm-hmm. Now, so yeah, I had to find my voice and I'm still, you know, to this day, I'm, I can be a little shy in, in, other, in cir- some circles of friends or some um, public situations. But then I'm like, let me look fabulous, put on this amazing color of mascara or eyeshadow. And then I stand out in the crowd, honey. Mm-hmm. And the crowd comes out. I demand attention. And some people don't like that and some people love it. You know, you gotta you gotta play your you gotta play your audience. You gotta work the audience. Yeah. yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. I love how you're owning your own space. It's very clear. Yeah, I mean, I agree with all of that. And I'm, I'm glad that you found a platform in your life to really use your voice. So as we've seen over the last few months, like Black Lives Matter movement, which started a couple years ago, but it's really picked up um, recently. How do you see that uh, movement really affecting travel, beauty, and culture? The Black Lives Matter has been incredibly uh, crucial with the arts. Because it's it's letting artists that you've never heard of before take a stand. Um, black artists, uh, Hispanic, Latino artists, um, Asian artists, all around the world have been showing their voice by their art, by poetry, by painting, and you know we now are seeing it in our own streets. Black Lives Matter painted in front of the Trump Tower, for God's mm-hmm. sakes, in New York. 
Mayor de Blasio helping paint with local artists a yellow sign saying Black Lives Matter from the Trump Tower. If that is not historic, I don't know what is. For the Black Lives Matter in the the makeup community, we still have a long way to go, I think. Mm -hmm. I think we still have a long way to go. The Maybellines, the L'Oreal's, the Estee Lauder's, the huge multi-billion dollar companies, we need to have more of a face like mine, like Kimmy's, like Kisa's, like Renee's. We need to see these faces on TV, on the social medias, in magazines to prove that we are a, a, a change, to prove that they are changing. They're accepting all sorts of sizes. My size, everyone's sizes are beautiful. Mm-hmm. We're beautiful. People with disabilities, absolutely. They're beautiful. Put on a slab of makeup on, they're even more beautiful. Okay? Representation counts. And that's what we mm-hmm. need, representation. If, if you want to market me and I want to buy, if you want me to buy your oils and your shampoos, well, I want to see a Shannon on that freaking TV screen. This is mm-hmm. why Oprah has been the way she is. This is why Oprah was so popular because we did not see a full-size black woman on TV 40 years ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And now we're seeing that more than ever. So um, Black Lives Matter is a true movement. It's not for just black people. Black people are the main congruent in terms of it, but we are inclusive. All lives don't matter until Black Lives Matter. Absolutely. Well said. As we wrap up, do you want to share any last words of wisdom with our listeners? Um, I don't want to sound super cheesy, but I guess I want to sound like super Swiss Gouda cheddar right now. Um, <laughs> I'm going <gonna> to <laughs> say... These are the times that are going to show your ass. This is the time to show your ass. We're in unprecedented times of um, uncertain uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And if you've already shown me who you were during COVID, during mm-hmm. a time where I already saw you, I can only text you or FaceTime you mm-hmm. or call you, and you're not picking up that phone. Mm-hmm. I'm giving you yeah. side eye. I'm giving you side eye because mm-hmm. these are the times where we need each other. That slogan that the, the, the government's been saying, California was saying alone together. It may sound cheesy, but it's true to dirt. We are mm-hmm. all in this together. We are alone together. And if you cannot seek out your family, your friends at this time, and they turn their back on you, mm-hmm. this is the time to let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Let it go. (laughs) We have to let them go and move on. And I've I've learned a lot from from that and um, gathered an incredibly new base of friends. So pick up that phone. My words of wisdom, I guess, my little droplet of of, uh, solace is reach out to the people who you think were not on your side and that they were on your side all this this time because there's a lot of people who are. There's a lot of people who are. I love that. That's mm-hmm. great. I love that. Thank you so much, awesome. Queen Thank Shantan, you. for being with us. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I am so honored that uh, Kimmy invited me to have on the show. You guys are amazing. I'm so proud of you. Your, your, your podcast is wonderful. You all are the women of the rainbow that I'm looking at. Come on. <laughs> this is a beautiful thing that we're seeing right now, and I'm so proud of you. We have to support each other. Sisters have to support each other. 
Yes. Absolutely. I love that. Thank Absolutely. you so much, Shannon. Thank you. Yes, you can come back and join us again real soon. I would love it. I would love it. <laughs> guys, guys, before we go, one more quick announcement. As a proud alumni and member of the Cerritos College Improvisational Troupe, known as the Generic Improvisational Peep Show, GIF, I'm so excited to invite you to our very first live Zoom production. Jip's Homecoming, The Show Must Go Online, is celebrating 35 years of improvisational comedy starting tonight, Friday, September 25th through October 4th. Check out the Cerritos College Theater Department's website for further details. Hope to see you in the chat room. If you'd like to follow Queen Chan Chan, visit her website at www.abroadproductions.com to hear her latest podcast episode. You can also follow her on Instagram at Abroad Podcasts. Yes, and please don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Rikiki Productions. Also, don't forget to leave us a message, comment, or any questions you may have for us on Facebook or Instagram at Rikiki Productions. Yes, and make sure that you are subscribed to all of our podcast platforms so you can stay up to date on all of our latest shenanigans. We post new episodes of What the Fun podcast every other Friday. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye.